Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running the a homebrew Numenera campaign called The Fourth Emperor. So this is using the Numenera system from Cypher. Uh, you can find links to Numenera. It is an excellent RPG. I love it. I've been having a really good time running it. And I'm very excited that I'm able to run it. You can find all sorts of information uh, about that in the show notes below. Uh, this work is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support shows like this, you can become a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, early previews of stuff, a dedicated Discord channel, all kinds of different things that you get access to. But most of all, you get to help me put on shows like this. So to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for coming. So yeah, it was a hell of a session last session so once again i am using the i'm using notion for my campaign planning you can find links about how to use notion for campaign planning below i've been using notion now for i don't know more than a year and i love it it's a really good tool for doing campaign planning i found it to be very useful and i have templates that you can use to do your own campaign planning in the show notes below i often get asked like hey what are you using for that and the answer is notion so in our last session, they were halfway through. This is interesting. We only had three players. So we had to come up with a reason why three characters disappeared. That's okay. And it turns out that you can run Numenera with three characters and it plays just fine. We had a really good, really good time, really good session. They had gone into a place called the Temple of Faradon. The Temple of Faradon is a temple, kind of, where the, the nanos who supported this powerful entity known as the fourth emperor, the ruler over the fourth age of the world. One of the temples where they did their work and the kind of work, they, these are nanos. So they're kind of like scientist types, science mages, right? They are known as the walkers of beyond these, this group. And the temple is very old and had kind of woken up and they knew that a friend of theirs named Kimley had made, had, had been taken over. She, she had apparently had discovered this temple and had inhaled some nanites and it turned her mind around. And she said, holy cow, there's this powerful entity called the fourth emperor. We want to bring it back to the world. Right. And so she, they talked to her, she left, she went to this temple and all of a sudden a beam of energy started coming out of the temple. It's tremendous radio, radio beam. Right. And they're like, oh man, whatever that is, that's not good. We got to go deal with that. So they went out and they uh, went to the temple and they crawled through the temple. They found that there's some like old artifacts and old machines. There's, you know, groups of these like, you know, cannibalistic goat people that have been worshiping it too. And they made their way in and they found out that there was like one creature that actually had been brought back from a stasis chamber that went back that far. And it was that crazy, what's it called? Um... They are, wasn't a Ragulian soldier. Let's see. It's probably in the temple. A Mastagopher, Mastagopher, right? And the Mastagopher are like temple guardians. And they faced a Mastagopher. They kicked its ass. Even with only three people. They like stun. You can stun lock stuff really easily in Numenera, I found. So, you know, one big creature is pretty easy to deal with because you can just stun it. Yeah, you, know, you can unstun it by using GM intrusions, which is what I have done in the past. So they went into the temple. They faced a Mastagopher. They then faced off against Kimli and another... Nan, another Aeon priest, or not, you know, not an Aeon priest, but a, another nano that is a walker of beyond. And they knocked them both out. So they've, they've now taken both of them prisoner, both Kimli and the other, Kimli and the other, the other Aeon or the other walker beyond. And they're, they were, you know, 
grabbing them up, tying them up, taking them back to town. As they left the temple, uh, they look up in the sky and they see essentially a meteor coming down from the sky. And like, what the hell is that? And they watch it and they can see it tearing across the sky. Then they see it enter the atmosphere and they see a cloud, like clouds turn into circles as sonic booms, multiple sonic booms are coming off of this thing. It's coming down at like Mach 4, Mach 5. And, you know, it would have like blown up the whole area if it had hit the earth. But instead, with an incredible display of inertia of 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 inertial control stops out of nowhere just boom stops big boom wave as it just stops and it's now hovering above the temple and it's a giant sphere right it's this large like 30 40 foot diameter sphere with like a smaller blue sphere almost like an eye right and it declares itself as pharadon the first herald of the fourth emperor and says Sentient beings, return to your domiciles and tell the others to prepare for their ascendance to servants of the fourth emperor, right? And and then does nothing. And they're like, oh my God, right? What is what is that? So that is where the session ended, was the coming of the fourth, the coming of the fourth, uh, the coming of the first herald, the coming of, of Faradon, the first herald of the fourth emperor. I have a picture of, Fer- of Faradon. Right in this picture, it's inside, but that's basically what it looks like. Only it's floating above a temple. So very cool. Right. I had planned. So this is when we get to like, okay, so where's this campaign going? Right. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. Uh, We'll start off. Let's get a session planning template ready to go. Today is the 13th March Sunday Numenera. So we will start off by reviewing the characters. We have six characters. I don't know who is and isn't making it today. It's a good question. I'm not sure who's in and out. We'll find out. We have Baiko, an intuitive jack who rides the lightning, played by Pat. We have Cecilia, a graceful jack who wields power with precision. Her character's ancestry actually goes back to creatures that supported the fourth emperor long ago. We have Jad the Shade, a meddlesome jack who exists partially out of phase. Juniper, a cheerful nano who possesses a shard of the sun. Nakia, a benefit jack who acts without consequence. And Samg1138L, a protective glaive who fuses flesh and steel. Last time we had Cecilia and Juniper and Samg were the three characters that we had that, that dealt with the situation there. So that was, that was pretty cool and, and worked out well. So when we think about where we want to start the game. So what I had intended was that they would go back to Bodrov, the, the, the city of Bodrov. And when they get there, a holographic image of another walker of beyond, this kind known as the mouth of beyond, the speaker, right? The speaker of beyond. And the speaker of beyond, which is better than the mouth of beyond, speaker of beyond. The speaker of beyond would say, hello, I am the, the, the herald. The heralds believed that it would be better for you to, to talk to somebody that's more like you and have gracefully given me the position to do so. Uh, I am here to help you transition to becoming servants of the fourth emperor who will be coming. And it's going to be great. All of your problems are going away. You never need to worry about what you were supposed to do with your life. Now your life is supporting the fourth emperor. And our first job is to determine which among you are best able to serve as uh, walkers of beyond i.e. which of you have an affinity for dealing with, with, with nanites, with nanos, right? Some of you have it, some of you don't. Don't worry. Even if you don't, you can still serve. Maybe you'll serve as labor. Maybe you'll serve as food. But you will. Meanwhile, the walkers are the ones that are going to be doing the work of changing this planet for the better. 
and we want to figure out which are which. So if you already know that you're able to do this, you can, you can step forward. And oh, and by the way, your leadership needs to succumb to us. And I figured there would be protests. And then they would say, ah, yes. Well, let me show you what you're dealing with. And a rocket would come out from the sky, right? And smash into the civic center of Badrov and blow it up. And be like, there, your leaders are gone now. Who's left that would like to lead this group? And I thought Maeve would. And, and she was, and, and, and will you supplicate yourself? And she says, I will, because like, I don't want to get everybody killed. And I was like, that's really dark. It's a rockets coming down from the sky is not exactly the kind of image I want to do in these days, these current, these current troubled times. It also kind of breaks away from the sort of exploratory nature of Numenera. This is turning it into like a post-apocalyptic, really hardcore game. I think I'm going to hang on to that idea. And I might use it later, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now because I don't need, they, they, that's, it's actually too many downward beats, right? They just had a downward beat of the Herald arriving, right? It's cool, but it's still like, well, what if we come all the way here and we shut the radio signal down, right? But the Herald's here, right? So now that didn't work. Well, A, I want to make sure they say that, no, it did work. It helped considerably. It helped shut, it helped them, A, Faradon, and this is a secret and clue, right? The Temple of Faradon is disabled, which sets Faradon back from its ability to expand quickly, right? It didn't, it wasn't able to get things fired up fast enough. It wasn't able to, to fire things up fast enough to, to get started because they, because they basically destroyed the temple, right? And so now does it have to repair the temple? Does it have to fire up other temples? It's not clear. So I think that that's the idea that like they just, you know, Faradon arrived, they destroyed the temple, they got Kimli and the other, the other walker beyond, they're bringing them back. But then the other part is like, do they really, did, is the fourth emperor stuff scaling up that fast, right? Do they already have a recruit that can act as the, vo the, the, the speaker of beyond? Do they already have, are there already other heralds out there, right? I don't know if I want it to scale that quickly. Like it should scale a little slower. So they're due for a, you know, I, I think I'm that idea of a speaker showing up. I, I like that idea, but I don't think I'm going to do that right away. I think that might be a, a couple of sessions out. So, so where does that leave us on a strong start? We could, of course, have a, a random encounter on the way back, which isn't bad, right? From Badra, from, from the Temple of Faradon to Badrav. The nice thing about these encounters is like they're fun ways to sort of see the world of Numenera. I need my science fantasy generator if we're gonna kind of whip up a whip up a thing here. So let's take a look. We're gonna we're gonna go through the this is the bestiary three, and we have some random tables. So let's roll. I need my get my dice here. They're not exploring ruins. They're wandering through woods or jungle. No. Trekking across plains or desert. That seems more likely. And they have two tables for that, table A and table B. So we will roll. Table A is one, two, three. That is, we're going to roll on table B. And we're going to roll, let's see, 74 on table B. A triceratops. That's a little mundane. I don't think we need a triceratops. Right, of all of the things that you could run into, a dinosaur, that's not, that's not Numenera enough. 38, Rorathic. Okay, so now we got to go back up to this table and go to Rorathic. How do I know what book that's from? And I'll tell you one, one problem with the, 
the random tables here is it these random tables are using monsters from four different monster books and they don't tell you which Rorathic is using the little sword symbol and the little sword symbol is what the original ninth world bestiary okay wow it is a level six. Oh my god what is that Abhumans of the Ninth World of many are stranger than Rorthic. Somewhere in the reaches of beyond are blue clouds of particular matter. Psychologically transformed as well. They become physically addicted to murder and death. Hunting and slaying consumes their every thought. And like most addictions, the need escalates. Wow. So these guys are really hard. A level six creature conducts stealth at level eight. I like the idea of an assassin. I like the Rorthic. Right, it looks like the predator, right? It doesn't look like a predator. I like the idea of Aurora Thick. So we're gonna we're gonna take this and we're gonna say as a secret, a another creature was woken up at the temple. A Aurora Thick. Is it is it spelled Aurora Thick? R-O-R-A-T-H-I-K. Assassin from the beyond. Native being native to the world, the dark world of the fourth emperor. There's only a handful of them. Only a handful of Rorithix walk the world as assassins of the fourth emperor. So I like the Rorithic, but I don't think it's like a good random encounter. It's a fun monster. And I think there's a fun way to bring that guy in, but I think we're going to roll again because I want something that's a little, you know, like them running to an assassin. 81. So we were doing, there we go. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Taraja. Ah, look at that. Oh, that's an interesting thing. Caterpillar-like creature is about half as tall as a human, aggressive and territorial, usually about as smart as a raven, and use simple tools as spears. But each hive has one or two individuals that are, are almost as intelligent as a martyr. So these could be cool because they might have woken up as well. They might have seen they're like caterpillar-like creatures. I like this. They're, they're pretty straightforward. They're only level two. And they could be very ornery. That could be fun. But the idea that like, they might have woken up as well because they felt the temple. They felt the temple awake. So I like this strong start. Let's see. The Taraj awoke and came to the temple of Faradon when they felt its call. Some of them feel the instinctual drive to serve the fourth emperor. Others reject it and wish to stop its coming. Right? I think that's cool. Where will they encounter these? What kind of interesting place will they run into along the way? And we will roll our three dice on our location. We're going to come up with a location. How many do we roll? So we have a location. We're going to do a monument and then a condition, description, and origin. So we're going to roll four dice. Five. The monument is a sphere, another sphere. Cool. It is a thunderous, monstrous, cybernetic sphere hmm. that's awfully herald like it's a little too herald like now the idea of like a hive might be kind of interesting you know like it could be sort of a hollow sphere 
that's cybernetically built and that's where these creatures came from that you know possibly but i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna give it another go and see all right so we have eight holograph the holograms five glass out of phase ooze based glass out of phase ooze based holograms that's weird I don't think it always works when you do this. Let's do it. Uh, 15, 15, a launch pad, a holographic launch pad. Hmm. Sit on this one for a bit. So I could combine this stuff, right? I could say that there's like a glass out of phase ooze based or it has oozy. It's oozy, right? Sphere that serves as a hive for the the taraja right it can be moved by a taraja nanite nano right i think that's kind of cool so we're gonna take yeah let's see glass out of phase ooze based sphere i think i like sphere better and we could have like a launch pad right not really a launch pad it's more like where it phases in and out could add thunderous to it right i think that works so they run into this group there are a bunch of like ornery caterpillar people the caterpillar people have come here some of whom have heard the call and are coming here because they they wish to serve others are coming here because they others are coming here because they uh want to stop it right that could be kind of interesting. How many are there? Does it say Taraja? Uh, typically how many? Swarm of Taraja, Ampries are criminal. One thing that they don't have here, which is kind of too bad, is because I don't know what any of these creatures are, and I have to like base it on their level because I don't want to just make things really rough, but there's probably like, you know, what? We can do 3D10. Let's try 3D10 worth of these guys. There are 21 of them, right? It's a lot. Yeah. So we'll go with like, you know, more than a dozen, right? So that's cool. Scenes. Meet the Taraja. Return to Badrav. I don't, I think there might be some combat among the Taraja, perhaps, but maybe not. I don't know that it's predetermined how that's going to play out. Choose, uh, re probably repair the Virtus below Badrav. So the city of Badrav is where they're where they where they're coming to. And they're gonna they're gonna repair a Virtus below Badrav and then choose their next path. Alright. The options for the next path include travel to the weapons vault and recover the nanites to save Kimley, travel to the first Skybreaker, discover how it works, and disable it. All right, that's the second, the second option. Uh, a third option, so I, I have this idea. I, wanted, I definitely wanna do a seven samurai adventure. 
And my thought is that we have these creatures, uh, they are in uh, Discovery. They're like foot soldiers of the fourth empire. And I think a small village, a couple days travel from Badrav, one of these guys walked into their village and, and like the other ones said, prepare yourselves, we are coming. And we're gonna take those of you who have nano, nano stuff going on and the rest of you can serve as 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 laborer food. And and we're and we're coming in like, you know, 3 weeks. And they they the, the the town is like we need people to defend us. So they go and ask the characters. So I I could throw that one in there as a third option. With the idea that like I think the characters will know that they have enough time for two of these trying to find the, the, the creatures that, that, that are doing it. They saw one dissected. The Orgolian soldiers, right? these guys. I think one of these dudes wandered into a town and said, hey, prepare yourselves. And so now that the town is like, we've got three weeks before these guys are coming, right? So I, I you know, I mean, I guess go with the idea you got, right? So defend, travel to the village of X and defend from the coming Raglian soldiers. I think, you know, that's always an easy, I love that model. And the, and the players, I did, I did a little bit of stars and wishes and the players said they would love to see like a normal village and how a normal village operates in a Numenera like, like world. So now I need some names. What Violet, I like Violet is a fun name. So what's this? The village is named the village of Violet. What? Violet what? Cool, fun name. Violet, Violet Stone, Violet Born, Violet Star. Violet Star, that's pretty good. Let's roll on our object. What if they, any of these monuments that they have? I think for funsies, we're going to, pull up the actual lazy dm companion and roll on their table since this is a little bit more because i don't think that they have a launch pad in the middle of a village i mean they could but i like we're gonna we're gonna try one of these monuments here and see three <laughs> keep going with orb man the violet let's see they could have a megalith we could have pillar throne the violet violet maiden violet Violet Queen, Violet Watch, Violet Hold. We'll call it Violet Watch, right? And it's, the key identifier of Violet Watch is that it has a, a statue, a, a, a crystalline statue of a woman who's like looking out to the east, right? Great big enormous scarlet statue, big violet statue, crystalline statue that's watching the east. And they say, well, it was once a person, isn't it anymore. So that could be cool. So I think we'll offer those three. We need a name for this weapons. Silver, let's see, to the silver skies. The silver skies weapons vault. That works. And the name of the skybreaker. Let's go back to our locations. I already have some. Oh, I have the vault of Takrin. Okay, so let's take that back. So it's the, the silver skies. Although silver skies is a pretty good name. Travel to the... The Vault of Takrin and recover the Nanites to save Kimli. Okay, we also have the Skybreaker. Which one of the Skybreakers? I think we did the Sword Hilt, right? Skybreaker 4. 
Travel to the Sword Hilt, Skybreaker 4. Discover how it works and disable it. Travel to the village of Violet Watch and defend them from the coming Oragulians. Yeah, so those feel like three good ones. And then that will, you know, it'll open up other things. And I think one thing that's going to be clear is uh, two of these three are doable. They can, if they, you know, so the, the sword hilt can always be done, but the other two have a timeline to them, right? I mean, that one, one timeline is they want to save Kimley and, and Kimley can let them know, like if they, if they try to use, so this is important, right? If they try to use the Virtus beneath Bodrov, the Virtus beneath Bodrov can connect to the fourth Emperor data sphere. The Virtus beneath Badrav can connect to the fourth Emperor's data sphere, but what? The Virtus beneath Badrav can connect to the fourth Emperor's data sphere, but without access, the characters can't get very far. It takes a willing walker to get through the first layers of the data sphere. So I think I've got a fun, strong start. I've got a good deal of scenes. I think this will, I think this will fill the session out nicely. It's a little, yeah, you know, it's a little thin, but I, I think that's probably about right. You know, the problem I have ran into is I didn't have three options last game. And in the middle of this game, they're gonna have three options. And then, you know, I don't know. So it might end a little early. We'll see. Nothing wrong with that. And then I can prep where they're going to head next, right? What other secrets? So what's happening in the background? The fourth emperor, as we, as we know, the fourth emperor is a being, is a very, very powerful being that exists in three worlds. The data sphere, it exists virtually. It exists physically in the world. And it exists in the beyond, the a, a, a plane beyond our own, right? It exists in all three of these. And it wants, so where other beings of its type want to devour entire elements of creation, it wants to control all life. And it did so, right? And it did so through, through environmental engineering and nanotech, right? And it, it took over a bunch of races, created some races, and then literally down to the cellular level had control over all life on the planet for like a million years. Right. And then it was, so here's the secret. The fourth emperor controlled all life on the planet for roughly a million years. Something destroyed it. Something destroyed its hold on the world, but very, very little is known of what did this other entity. That other entity was in, there was a, there was a, I, you know, I don't remember. I got to flip through all my monster books because there was a creature <clears throat> that, that was like another hive like race. And I was like, this one is perfect. And then of course I can't remember what it was. So I'm going to have to go through all of the monster books until I find uh, whatever the hell it was. It was like, they were like moth people. I should probably go back through my own videos and look, because I'm pretty sure we talked about it before. And then I didn't write it down because I was doing like random monsters for other things.
That thing looks cool. There's so many cool monsters in here. Look at that guy. Cyclic Raider. I've ran Cyphrids before. Dread Riders. I ran them in my Eberron game. That is my fourth Emperor guy, Eldmore. Dimension Traveling Destroyers. Level 9. Look at that guy. Fuser. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some homework uh, offline to try to find because I'm not even halfway through. That's boring as hell. So there's another race out there that did it and they got to find out what it was because maybe it had technology or maybe they can actually contact the race itself and figure out how did it get rid of it, right? How did it break the fourth emperor? So that's important. So what else is the fourth emperor? Are there other heralds? We know that there are other heralds. If more heralds come, if more temples are fired up, if more skybreakers come online, the people of Steadfast will lose the inertia to stop them, right? Eventually, if they don't get ahead of it, it will be it will it will grow too fast, right? Like the bioengineering, the bio the bioengineering of the planet itself will happen exponentially. Slow at first and then fast. If it crosses that curve, it'll be too late, right? So that means the characters have to find a way to break this thing down, even if their enemy forces are growing f too fast, right? So, you know, other are other temples coming online, maybe, and are more heralds arriving? Let's see, Maeve received word that another temple has sent a signal near, and let's see, let's find a location, a setting, steadfast, near Charmond, right? Charmond is the queen's palace. They have fired up their, well, not, not yet. I guess I don't need to. The amber... Oh, let's see, the Aeon Priests have sent what? Explorers to find and shut down the signal. So another one is waking up, right? And Charmond. Doesn't mean that the characters have to go there and deal with it, but it's like, you know, another one stood up and that, that means like, you know, one is one is a single data point. Two, now you've got a trend line, right? And that's a bad, it's a bad potential trend line. Are there more? Right? It's not an isolated event. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So we got our six we got our ten secrets. Location wise, we got Badrav. We still have the temple, Faradon. What is the name of the other temple? So we have the Temple of Faradon. I think I had another temple, right? Uh Cylindar. Uh Slyandar could be another one. Temple of Krosa. Temple of or Vaxus. Those are other other temples that I've got. Which one of those is cool? I think Temple of Slyandar would be fun. Kimli refers to this as the Temple of whoops, of Slyandar and the followers. So I don't have a of is the you know, the next herald, right? If we go to NPCs. 
This one looks good. The second Herald. There we go. Cavrex was not the voice of Beyond. What do we say he is? The speaker. We call him Speaker of the Fourth. He's a yeah, speaker of the Walkers of the Beyond for the Fourth Emperor. Yeah, cool. Bring him in sometime. Yeah, so what else do we need? How am I doing? NPCs. We have Kimley. We have the Angulan Knight, McKenna. We have Maeve. Maeve Jacobs. And we have Terrence. Where's Terrence? How come I can't find Terrence? Because T-E-R-E. There he is. Terrence the Explorer. Uh, any other NPCs? It might be kind of fun to have one of these Tarilla Skicks. The Tarilla, Nano of the Taraja, who does not want the return of the fourth. Cool. Uh, monsters, I have the Tarilla, right? Or the uh, Taraja. I should probably note there. Book and page. This is Bestiary 3159. It's a little tip when you don't have DD Beyond. I don't think we need any other monsters. I don't think I plan on having any other monsters. Treasure, I think we will roll for. And session notes, we will take on the, the game itself. So I think, do I, how do I feel? This is, you know, I've done my prep, right? How do I feel about all this? Do I feel like I have a good start? Yeah, I got a fun start. I think that's pretty cool. I have some scenes, lots of options for scenes and, and downtime options. So we could say down downtime options. And what could those be? Shop for stuff, talk to NPCs. What else could they do? Study the nanos. I think that's pretty good. There is a secret I want to add. Kimley needs a particular type of nano, not nanite, not common to the fourth emperor it's not not common to the walkers that breaks one's connection to the fourth data sphere such a concoction may be kept at the vault of tarkanon uh, tacrin there's a big seed hook I feel pretty good about it. I think I think it's going to be fun. Oh, the other very important thing I need to do is you gain six permanent experience points. So they're going to go up two notches in their thing. They're getting close to tier two. And that's because they got to, arrived, and completed the quest and then returned. And so I wanted them to get six, which will, that, that's enough. They will have a total at that point of, they have six already, so that will give them a total of 12, and that will get them three be three points up in one tier. So that'll be, they'll enjoy that. I think that'll be good. So I feel pretty good about it. I'm, 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 I'm solid. I feel like I've got what I need to run my game. So I think we're going to call it there. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today while I prepped my Numenera game. I hope you enjoyed it. I know, you know, Numenera prep, it's kind of interesting because it's like, are a lot of people playing Numenera? I still, I hope that people are finding some kind of interesting things from here. I don't know, entertaining at the very least, I hope. I know it's not D&D, &D, right? And people kind of used to D&D. &D. But don't worry, we'll be doing more D&D &D in time. And 
Yeah, so I hope everybody's having a good time. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this show, you can help me out in four ways. You can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You can support me directly on Patreon. You can subscribe to my videos here on YouTube and share them among your friends. And you can pick up any of my books. So thank you all very much for hanging out with me today. Always a great pleasure. See you guys next week. Take care. Get out there and play an RPG. Thank you very much.